0: Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer our listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. So we have two very special guests today, comedian Heather McMahon and designer Jared Hughes. Heather is a comedian and actress. She's got a podcast called Absolutely Not. Jared is an interior designer in Atlanta, Georgia. His work has been featured in Traditional Home, Atlanta Magazine, House Beautiful, and more. And the two of you recently teamed up to makeover your bedroom, Heather, and we sent you some custom items to help pull the space off. And it turned out so beautifully that we wanted to chat here and share the whole kind of story and space with our podcast listeners. So welcome. And thank you for chatting with us. Thank you
2: for having us. You know, just a little backstory. Jared and I are old friends. We've met each other how long? Five years?
3: About five years. Five years.
2: Yeah. And I adore him. And so I moved back to Atlanta into my mom's house. And now that I have a much bigger space, I was like, Jared, we actually have some room to work with. So he was lucky enough to put up with my crazy and jump in at first. So thanks for helping me, Jared.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like not even like work when Heather and I are hanging out. It's just chaos. Chaos. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of laughter.
2: Yes. And I was so grateful that y'all reached out. We were able to work together because the concept of what I wanted to do, I designed everything around the Robbie chair which is, to me, the greatest chair in the world. And I put it in a print because my entire life I need like one staple thing in each, whether it's on an outfit, an accessory or whatever, that has to be some sort of animal print. And then when Jared found the chair, he was like, this is your chair. This is what we're doing. I was like, yes, it's all coming together.
0: Maybe just describe the room a little bit for people that haven't seen it. And obviously they need to go check out your Instagram
2: Yes, we're gonna post. Everything's gonna go live. I just got back in town, so we'll we'll put it live, and so everyone can see the big reveal. And just a little backstory too. Like I moved in basically back home with um, my mother. (laughs) I'm 34 years old. my mom, my husband and I did during the pandemic, which I think a lot of people did. A lot of people were like moving and creating a new space. And I think what we've all learned over the past year is just, hey, what's important? It's family. So I moved in and I was like, how do I make this space my own and make it feel like a place where Jeff and I can start our lives together, even though it's not <laughs> our home. So we took a guest bedroom, which was upstairs, and we kind of gutted the bathroom, built out a bigger closet for us. And so for the concept for the room was, and I told Jared, I was like, listen, my Italian style and my husband is so good with the flow and easy, but he knows I love animal print. And I, I wanted to find this perfect balance of like masculine and feminine with some great, lovely, big pieces. So Jared, what would you say was kind of like the overall
3: aesthetic? I think she kind of wanted something that is different than most of my designs. It's a little cleaner, a little more on the contemporary side, maybe a little bit more glam than things that I typically do. But we made it work. She likes a kind of a black and white base color palette. Yeah. And then some, you know, brass and shiny mixed in and um, a little touch of animal print. And that was kind of just where we went.
2: I mean, and y'all's store is so great and easy. Like we would go down the showroom and we just, we did like a supermarket sweep. I feel so educated because I probably sound like redneck, Because I'll go to the store, I'm like, Jared, I need that. And he's like, That's an Ushak rug, Heather. Like, I just feel so I've learned so much and so much
0: terminology. You gotta have the vocabulary down for sure. (laughs) You have to, yeah.
3: Most of my clients seem to like you can educate them all you want, but it's like there's a different kind of retention that they have than what Heather has. Because Heather, (laughs) Heather like likes design and remembers the things and the words and the terminology. Yeah.
2: and Jared's so great and patient with me, but I love nothing more when I see something crazy and I send it to him, he goes, no. Like, I love what I'm a to know from Jared because I'm like, yes, sir, you're right, yes, yes. Because <laughs> he's so great at what he does. But usually you're like, okay, I see where you're going there, but let's pivot to a a classier version of that, you know? Uh-huh. Just give it to me real, give it to me
1: straight. Okay, so what are some of the things that you said absolutely no to?
3: I mean, I think Heather would be very comfortable just painting everything white. I would, And I think there's a time and a place to paint things white, but I also don't want to live in a white house with just only white walls. You know, I think you can do soft neutrals and stuff, but so I've said no to a lot of just white paint. I've said no to some mirrors.
2: Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> My mom's house. it's also two I come from like living in smaller spaces. Like when I lived in LA and New York, you know, you live in a shoebox. So you want to make everything. I always use the tricks of like painting things white and adding a bunch of mirrors to make things feel bigger. And Jared's like, Heather, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have 7,000 square feet in this house. He's like, You're in Georgia now. You're not living in a shoebox. He's like, We don't need to put mirrors everywhere. We don't need to paint it white. Like enjoy this space and make it feel warm and homey and rich. You don't have to be afraid to use color. And I think as a comedian, I use color in my stage presence so why am i living in like you know just plain white walls and and no fun so you've really i think helped me got out of my shell when it comes to design you're like no go for it that go for the hot pink like live your best life yeah
0: i do think people need to check out your instagram jared because i noticed the same thing you were talking about how you kind of went a little bit more contemporary and streamlined and more neutrals in Heather's space You are not afraid of a bold gesture in most of your client spaces. I mean, they're packed with color, very traditional, you know, there is some over the top stuff. And so I was a little bit honestly surprised when you sent us the list of stuff. I was like, huh, but it turned out great.
2: I think probably with other clients, you just ripped Band-Aid, but with me, because we're so close, you're like, no, I'm going to ease into this. And the more we did this room, now I'm already like, all right, Jared, what are we doing to this other room? Like now I'm ready to just really get crazy and funky with it. Because I think when you're, again, coming from smaller spaces and not used to, to being able to get bold with things, now I'm like, all right, like he'll send me a wallpaper. I'm like, it's crazy. Let's go for it. I love it.
3: I think Heather's probably always like design even before... Me, I mean, Heather's mom does, did some decorating. Yeah. And so I think that Heather was probably of the school of the classic design tricks that I think are actually all wrong. You can open up a space other ways than painting walls white and using mirrors. And there are actually times that painting a small room white, it actually makes the room look dingier and smaller because white is something that requires a lot of light value to read correctly.
2: Oh, that's a good point. Um, light I'm, value.
3: I'm really I really love painting. So, you know, using light colors in small rooms is not always the best option. Putting a mirror on a big wall to quote unquote open up the space, a mirror should be there to reflect something pretty. And, you know, if you're just putting it in a small space, try to open it and you're reflecting something ugly, then you're just like, not that you have anything no, like, ugly, <laughs> <laughs> that I don't
2: you. I just gave him a look for those of y'all who are listening,
3: Just say like, in general, if you're reflecting something ugly, it's not helping you out in the long run right. at all.
0: Okay, let me ask you a question. I feel like people, and this is something you see on design shows, I hear from my friends, y'all mentioned it a little bit. How important is it for your room to look big? I mean, is that really something we should all be worried about?
3: Absolutely not. I just think that people need to be more focused on the utilitarian aspect of the space because the function of the space is what actually makes it feel bigger than some of the, you know, decorative elements definitely help. But if you've got the function of the space down, no, you don't need to be worrying about making your spaces feel bigger because sometimes you want your spaces to feel smaller. I love a small bedroom, nothing more than a small, cozy bedroom. I don't need... Chests and armoires and kates pieces of furniture and a sitting area and all of that. I mean, I've got a living room for that. I like a cocoon in my bedroom.
0: I am not tidy enough to have a full living room. It just becomes a, a spot for all of my dirty clothes. I learned
2: that about myself as well. I did the KonMari method once. You know what I mean? I Marie Kondo it. I can keep everything, but if I have a lot of space, like if I have like a chaise lounge, forget it. It's just going to be covered with clothes and keys all the time. I just need to keep it, you know, Nice
0: and tight. You did the two Robbie chairs and the animal print. Those are sort of, those are definitely your your focal point. But then there were a lot of, as you mentioned, neutral elements too. So how do you know when you when you have your kind of focal point down, how do you know when to choose the supporting cast?
3: Yes, a hundred percent, because I'm a big fan of the statement that not everything in the room can be the star. Just important to do pieces that hold up to the weight of the focal piece and mm. can stand on their own without being distracting. So I think that's when a lot of the times is you kind of bring in tones and textures. So black is something that you can kind of put in a room and it doesn't really compete with anything else. So Heather saw the black tufted linen bed. Yeah, which um, I love. On the floor at Ballard. And so I was like, okay, you know, a black bed's going to be pretty with these without competing. Kind of went from there with the tones. And so then we transitioned over to drapes. The brass bamboo hardware that y'all have is really pretty because there's not a lot of hardware display option areas in her bedroom. There's not a lot of tons of architectural detailing. So we could kind of go stronger with the drapery hardware. And then we tied back the black to the velvet trim that's on the leading edge of the drape. Yeah.
2: But we also got those cool, like we got a- acrylic console tables and we put two because it was a small space. We used two of those as kind of a runner under the TV. And I know I had to fight with my husband. I was like, I don't, I don't like a TV in the bedroom, but Jeff was like, we have to have one. So I fought with them on that, but we put two acrylic tables down there and it was so interesting because I'm learning so much and feel so educated on mixing the acrylic with the sisal rug and the bamboo and the, you know, the brass, like I didn't know you could put all those elements. I thought if you were just doing modern, it had to be, you know, everything's acrylic.
0: I have to ask where is your mother in all these decisions like does she get a say okay
2: <laughs> I, okay, she does. And here's the thing, because my mom's an incredible artist. One of her paintings is behind us now. And so, but Robin and I definitely have totally different senses of style. Like I grew up in that kind of modern abstract vibe and as Jerry was saying, like, you know, she had some classic design elements that he was like, we need to update it. We need to update things. So I definitely, it's been an interesting transition. Listen, I mean, I've moved into her home and essentially, you know, it's our home together, but there are moments where I'm like, okay, mom, if I'm cutting the check, can I have some fun in this room, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, can I pick the wallpaper? So I've definitely had to just like send her out on errands, and Jared will rush over. And we're like, okay, to so paint the room blue. Like, just go for it. And then she gets back, and it always looks so incredible. She can't bitch to, or she can't. Sorry, <laughs> the room always looks so great that she can't <laughs> complain. But you know what I, you know what I mean. I've had to definitely tiptoe a little bit around it. But then, as an artist, when she sees like the vision, she's always on board because uh, to me. I mean, I love Jared because he's a dear friend, but I really think he's just such a creative genius. And I think it's been cool to kind of go on this like creative journey together.
3: Yeah, it definitely has. And Robin has been fun along the way. Yeah. He has lots of opinions.
2: (laughs) Jared always, I just pour him a glass of wine. If he's here, even if it's like 11 a.m., I'm like, okay, Robin's here. We got to just, here's a glass of wine. We'll get through this together.
1: I love that you included a piece by your mom in the room.
2: Yeah. Had to. I mean, her arts, you know, it's interesting. I think all artists or designers in some element, if you're creative, you are a slight bit of a narcissist, but there is literally we don't have anybody else's art in our house just hurts. And I looked at her the other day. I was like, mom, I think we need to diversify the portfolio. Like you're talented. But yeah, she was like, I know, I know a piece will look perfect in here. And I was like, it, of course it's her, her art, but uh, I'll take it. You know what I mean?
0: One thing I also noticed in the room was the lighting. You have f- five lamps in there. And I mean, it's a nicely sized bedroom, but it is not huge. What is the optimum number of light fixtures in a bedroom? And how important is lighting in the bedroom?
3: Okay, so I hate recessed, can, down, strong, harsh ceiling lighting. It is so necessary, but I don't think it does anyone any favors. Um, And I definitely think in the bedroom, you want to feel good about how you look. And that's a good point, uh, right? You know, the ambient light from lamps is just something that if you've got a spot that makes sense to have a lamp in a bedroom, I have zero qualms scattering them about. I would rather have much more kind of eye-level height lighting than all this downlight. I mean, literally, we've walked into bedrooms where there's 20 can lights in the bedroom. And I'm like, you could land a plane right in the dead of night in a hailstorm safely in this bedroom and it's just too much (laughs) lighting. But, you know, as far as like cramming lamps into bedroom, I don't think there's a need to do that. But I mean, that's what lamps are for is to create, you know, ambient lighting so you can see. Okay. So
1: that black is really kind of absorbing some of that can light.
3: It does. It, it, It really does absorb. And what happens is with the darkness in the room and they're not huge rooms, you don't see the shadows that corners of the room create. And so you kind of lose the boundaries of the room. And that's that's really something that dark color can help do in a space with no light. Yeah.
0: I also feel like in a media room, I mean, you're most likely going to be using that at night. And who cares if it's dark? It's nighttime. I mean, obviously, you need a seat, you know, if you're doing something. But I feel like a dark room in the nighttime is real cozy.
2: It's yeah. very cozy. Well, we were also, like we were saying earlier about how now I want to do every room. I had this really cool. What would you call the piano room? Uh, it's a weird, a it's parlor, a, nice shape. a parlor. Yeah. A parlor. And I was like, we have this gorgeous piano. You know, I think it was also a thing back in like, what was it? The nineties where my mom felt like she had to get a piano to prove, even though no one plays an instrument, <laughs> you had to
0: get that piano to prove like I've made it, you yeah. know? <laughs> so no one plays it. Yeah, we have-
2: no, no one plays it. You know, but it was that moment where my mom was like, this is the piece she had saved up for it. You know, that was her moment to shine. So she got this baby grand piano and we have this room that just there's nothing else in it. And Jared and I were brainstorming and he and he was like, Heather, what do you love more than anything? A martini. Let's make it a martini room. And I was like, yes, let's do it. I mean, yeah. the things he comes up with. So what what is the concept around the martini room again?
3: I wanted to feel like Art Deco New York. So, I think we're going to antique mirror panel the walls and antique silver leaf the ceiling. We're going for it. Just go for it. Yeah. And then I really, I don't know if you've ever been to Bimmelman's Bar at the Carlisle in New York, but I think they have the best martinis in the country. And it's like the chicest place to day drink.
2: Yes. Uh, And we
3: love a day drink. We do love a day
2: drink.
3: But I kind of just wanted to have the feel of Bimmelman's. Bimmelman's has murals painted on the wall, but I wanted to have that feel with the cozy upholstery and. The pretty lighting and the somewhere you want to just sit and have a martini.
2: Yeah, when you have people over, you know, everyone hangs out in the kitchen island, but it's like how do you take these spaces in your home and make them like actual like conversation pieces? Like, this is the martini room. You're going to come over. We're going to have a drink before dinner. In here, this is a space we're going to use. I was like, this is so silly, you know, because growing up, I feel like my mom had those rooms where it was like, you know, in the piano room, you couldn't sit on anything. You can't sit down. Don't go in there. I'm like, well, then why do we have this? And I feel like a lot of families now are changing. It's like how many people have formal dining rooms anymore? It's like, I'd rather just eat in the dining room and enjoy and use that space. So when he was like, well, Heather, what do you do a lot? You love happy hours. So let's make it a martini room and be able to actually use the space in your home instead of being afraid to do anything bold because, you know, you were never allowed to sit near the piano as a child. You know? Is the piano still in there?
0: It is. And it's a okay, really good piano.
1: So then you can hire a pianist and you can just.
0: Oh, that's, oh, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Or they have those things that make that like play the piano for you. You should get one of those. And then it'll be like a little piano cocktail bar.
3: I exactly. want to sit in there and have a Hendrix Martini or three and have somebody play some jazz Oh, on the piano. So all
2: I listen to these days is jazz. I feel yeah. like drown out the noise, and I've become such an old lady. I listen to cocktail jazz on Spotify, which is a great playlist. And so, yeah, Jared's like, well, oh, if that's all you listen to and that's all you drink, then let's have a let's make it a martini room. So
3: it should be fun.
2: I
1: love bringing the piano bar to you. That's awesome.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Okay, here was my last question about the bedroom, and it was about accessories because I feel like people when they. When you ask like the average person, what do you want in your bedroom? They say I want it to be spa like, like a hotel. You know, they want it to be this relaxing spot, but it's not going to be relaxing if it's all cluttered up with stuff. So what are your like rules and go
3: tos? If you look on my Instagram at in my bedroom, it has ochre colored walls, but there's a built in shelf that probably has a hundred pieces of blue and white china in it in my bedroom.
2: So he I'm loves it sure. an-
3: uh- <laughs> all shoveled in but it's all shoveled in very tidily and it's built into the wall it's not sticking out and then like on my nightstands I don't have that th- that many things but like clients bedrooms we have clients who want absolutely zero anything on their bedside tables except for flowers glass of water that's it, it you know it's so funny how many people don't actually charge their phone next to them at night because I just think everyone does because I do because I'm going to fall asleep looking at Instagram but right. <laughs> specifically with Heather's We didn't junk it up too bad, but Heather's like kind of, as long as I've known her, she's been a hat girl. And so I was like, we should like try to incorporate your hat somewhere in there. And y'all have that great bust of Diana that's plaster. And I just love plaster elements. I think they're super fresh and very, they feel very artisanal just because it looks like somebody actually made that out of plaster because they had to, but I was like, that's, you know, cute to throw one of Heather's hats on. And I just felt like it added a little quirk to and, the room and
2: we got those great giant it's like black matte faces or like jars that we stacked underneath the bedside tables that just brought a cool element because i never know what to do under a bedside table like you yeah. know you've got that little shelf, It's like what do you put books or to me if i can hide something that's what i want to do because i'll have cords i'll have the chargers you know all that stuff so we were able to kind of i was literally able to put some stuff in the jars like you know throw a
0: blanket in there
3: put it, put it on and you can't see it and it hides the cords it was like yeah. a chunk
0: Well, the thing about the ginger jar that sounds so fabulous, if it's all one sort of palette, it probably reads as sort of like a solid, I would think.
3: 100% does. I think the more that you put in a room that's the same texture or the same color combinations or the same pattern, it just starts to read as a neutral.
1: I'm just so excited that your room just looks fantastic, that your mom's on board with like just going for it.
2: It does feel like I'm like 13 years old again, though. And I like want to redo my childhood bedroom. Like, mom, this is, let's go to, you know, let's go to the mall and get some new sheets. Like it did feel a little bit like that at first, but now, now I'm feeling sophisticated. And I think now that it's coming together and, you know, I don't know, Jared and I are just going to keep, you know, moving around from room to room and having some fun, because yeah. why not if you get to design with your best friend, you know, and then have a couple cocktails along the way, I'm not going to fight it. That's such a blast. I'm just so grateful to Ballard. And I just think... First of all, I just need to give a shout out to everybody who works at your store on the website. So incredible. Every time I went in there and I'd be like sweating and, and trying to find a lamp, they're like, Heather, we got you. Just sit down, you know, take a photo, oh, we got you. So and I thought that y'all were just able to make the design process so easy and ordering was so easy and delivery was easy. And I just think y'all make a great product. And so I think it was just such a perfect match made in heaven. And, and thank you for letting me kind of have some fun with,
0: with all your cool stuff. We love to see how designers and different individuals can take something like our Giselle bed, which is the bed you used and our Robbie chair, which we can do in any, you know, we've seen in so many fabrics and it's just fun to see, you know, how different people interpret the product. So we enjoyed seeing it. Thank you. Do y'all want to do a decorating dilemma with us? Are you up for it?
3: Sure.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to just read it out loud real quick so our listeners can know what what the deal is, and then we will chat about it. Okay, so it says, this is from Jenna, and she says, Hello, ladies. Thank you for bringing joy and laughter to my weekends. I love hearing about your trials and triumphs and learning from your brilliant guests. Thanks, Jenna. We appreciate that. All right, I just moved back to the U.S. after living abroad for a few years, and I want to reimagine my Washington, D.C. apartment. It's the top floor of a renovated brownstone, and the front door is very unique but challenging. The good news is that the space gets lots of light from three skylights and three street-facing windows. The vaulted ceilings are high, maybe 18 feet at the tallest part. They covered up most of the brick with drywall, so you can only see the brick on the top five feet of the walls. The interior staircase up to the apartment runs along one of the walls from front to back, leaving a very large empty wall on the side of the apartment. I'm sure we've all seen that, the situation where there's a stairwell and just like a giant cavernous wall. All right. So the really unique feature is the kitchen, which is like an enclosed box within the o- big open space. I don't mind the fact that the kitchen is closed in. It creates some definition for the living room and also carves out a small space for the dining area. There is a coat closet opposite the kitchen, which is also a contained box that Pops out into the space. I can't help but feel, but there's big potential to celebrate and tie together the interesting architecture of the space. And yet, right now, it just feels accidentally carved up. Here's some specific dilemmas: the walls and ceilings are all painted the same color. It's ivory tone. It's an ivory tone white. I'd love to have some more color, but I'm not just. I'm just not sure whether to go with one color with maybe a single accent wall, or to go with a different color on, on the ceiling versus the walls. Because of the staircase and the high ceilings, the empty wall space feels a little overwhelming. At the same time, the square footage is rather small, so I want to be careful to avoid overstuffing it with furniture. I don't like any of the light fixtures. There are a few different types of sconces and a ceiling fan above the kitchen table. I'd love to do something different to tie together the larger space, but not sure if this should be accomplished with floor or table lamps or just a different type of sconce. Even though I like the kitchen as a closed-in space, it does feel pretty dim and uninspiring compared to the rest of the room. Not sure how I can liven it up without doing a whole cabinet countertop remodel. Overall, I really see it as a blank canvas and would love some suggestions to make you feel balanced. Help, I need your experience. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, Jared,
3: attack those walls.
0: <laughs> They're all white.
3: They're all white and I think that there are so many angular bump outs, juts, half walls. I think that she should be brave, and even if she's afraid of color, let's say she's afraid of color a little bit with the just ivory walls. Can she do like a two-tone neutral stripe painted on all of those walls? I think a wider stripe painted on every single one of those walls up and down would just give a real nice continuity to the space and then take whatever the second color of the stripe is, paint the doors the same color. She's got some exposed doors in there and paint the shutters, the same color as the second stripe.
2: I and love I that. that.
3: Would just really kind of, I see it looks like she's got a curved wall going off of the kitchen, the dining Curve. off the kitchen. And so I don't know exactly where that goes into. So that kind of limits paint the walls there because there's no you know, nice clear spot for a color to transition into another color. If you're doing a stripe, you, know, you could just end the stripe before the curve. So I feel like if she wanted to do something like that, I would try to do some kind of pattern-ish on the walls. Stripes seem to just make sense because I think that it being all white, you just really kind of notice all of the the quirky little bump. Out stuff. So I think if you, you know, did the stripe on it, it'd be more continuous.
0: So what color is the ceiling? Does it stay white? Because there's some spaces where it looks like more flat and then somewhere it's more angled.
3: So I would just take, you can kind of see in this one picture where it kind of angles up maybe like three feet over the kitchen area, if you're looking at that. So I would, Take anything that's above that part flat or angled and just leave it white and then do the stripes from there so that the stripes all have one continuous run of height. I don't think I mess with trying to take the stripes up higher in one spot where the ceiling is or lower in the other spots just because I think that's going to break up the continuity again. And I think if you just kept everything one height, you give kind of a fake Ceiling high,
0: and then what about this sort of half wall by the dining table? I assume that should be the stripe two and then all the way down the stair.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: All right, she's got to hire this out. Obviously, like that is <laughs> that is going to be a project.
3: I, it, it would be a project, but I think it would be like definitely an investment and well worth it because she doesn't have accent walls or like my second least favorite thing in decorating. I think it's like walking into a grown person's room that has a twin size bed and it just shows a horrible lack of commitment. And I think it's very upsetting. I have never really seen a spot where an accent paint wall works. You heard it here first. But so I don't think there's really an opportunity to do an accent wall. I think she either needs to commit to one color and you know it's hard to tell the walls are so neutral in there. She's got a lot of blues in the art it looks like and then the tape and then there's some blue in the rug. I think a soft blue, if she was wanted to do something, but if she was doing one color, I would paint everything the one color then. Ring, right. bump out, trim, everything that same color.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, just I mean, I love all of your color suggestions. I just feel like these windows need some like major drapes. That was kind of the, the thing that I was like zeroed in on because there's no softness here.
3: There is no softness. And the the shutters don't help. I mean, if she really wants some privacy and is not, you know, committing to the full drape, I would even rather see like a woven wood shade on that as opposed to those shutters, just because I think it would be a little more textural. And it's still a hard material, but it's definitely softer than the shutters. And then she could easily layer some, you know, pre-made panels from y'all over top of the woven wood, and that would help soften.
0: I mean, she's on the fifth floor.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, maybe an issue, may not be. I think it depends on where she is, and you know, DC. If she's on the fifth floor in some of these Georgetown places, I mean, you can kind of zoom into the window, and there
2: might be like, somebody peeking right across. I live in New York. Everybody just walks <laughs> around their apartments <laughs> naked with their windows open. Once you've seen it, you've seen it all.
3: But you know, if she's worried about light, exactly, the the shades are not helping. I mean, the the shutters are not helping. Honestly, is what I'm I'm saying with there's a different way that she could have light and privacy other than the shutters. But yes, I think panels would be really beautiful in there.
0: I mean, I personally feel like there's nothing more disgusting than having a fan over where you're about to eat. How often is she cleaning that fan?
3: I also think those sconces are, it's hard to tell, but I can't imagine that those windows are not the top height of those windows is not closer to seven, six to seven feet tall. And the lights are above that. Like, what is that illuminating? If she can't take the sconces down as far as height on the wall, I don't mean removal height on the wall. I think I would much rather see a sconce that has some downlighting on the sconce or a sconce that's more like a library style kind of light.
1: Right, because she's got the skylights.
3: Yeah, I think she's just illuminating nothing. It's kind of like it seems like a pointless sconce and kind of an ill-hung height.
2: A very um, awkward height. It's just really weird. like almost in the middle of the wall, but like three fourths down. Doesn't really make sense.
3: Yeah, it's strange. And then I think I would just drop like a pretty paper shade, like if there's like a, a lampshade style chandelier, or you know, a a balloon kind of, you know, the ugh, I'm drawing such a, like the Japanese paper shade. I'll
0: look at me oh, for And then here was my last my last question for you. She has a lot of art, which I think is great. Like. Typically people don't have enough art, but it's all like very spread out. What should she do about her art pieces?
3: She has the space opposite the wall of the dining table that where the curved wall kind of is. I think she had a nice opportunity there to put a console slash sideboard with some lights, and then maybe a mirror because it looks like that area is across from the windows. Not that you really need to reflect any light, but a pretty mirror I think would be nice there. And then shift all of the art onto that wall in the stairwell so that you have this big up and down gallery wall effect and the art's more focused because it doesn't make any important statements where it's hanging now because it's smaller and the walls are so huge. It's just getting lost on there.
0: I'm really curious. If Jenna, some of these feel like so oddly placed. I'm like, was there just a nail on the wall? And you were like, you know what? I'll hang hang it on this existing nail until I can rehang it later. I have done that. So no judgment, but.
3: I definitely see where she hung one just right above the thermostat right here, which I think is funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it's not like on level with any of the. No, <laughs> it just <laughs> literally <laughs> gently placed yeah, I am notorious for being a nightmare and hanging art over light switches, which is the worst thing you can possibly do. But if there needs to be a piece of art somewhere, and I'm like, oh, we'll move the light switch at some point, right? But right. We'll open up the wall and we'll move it. We'll open up the wall and move the light switch. But I have that in a gallery wall in my house, where the only light switch for my living room is behind a
0: photograph. Okay, so you did that. In, you did that intentionally. So you have to lift the photograph off the wall and turn the light off. All right.
3: It's, like I said, it's the ceiling light, which I would prefer There
0: you go. There you on. go. That makes sense.
3: And when it does have to get turned on, the photograph does get lifted <laughs> off the wall. I mean, I was like, I'll just move the the light switch at some point. But, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes, so nothing like that. Done my and that's home. the
0: kind of project where the electrician comes and he's like, you're
3: nuts. Right. And he was like, really? Yes, absolutely. It has to happen.
0: Okay, any other suggestions for Jenna's space? I mean, this is an amazing an apartment.
2: I think Jenna needs to call Jared and hire Jared Hughes design.
3: <laughs> the only other suggestion I think I have for Jenna is I think that she needs a bigger rug under her dining room table. It looks scaled-ish wrong. It's hard to tell in photos, but she's got ample room. To do, you can see it right here in this photo. Yeah, uh, she needs a bigger rug. She's got ample room to go out and do a bigger rug. I'm guessing that's like a five by eight and she needs more of closer to eight by 10 probably. That's something everyone seems to do is underscale rugs.
0: Big no-no. The only other thing I was thinking is just like these chairs just seem, they're great looking chairs for sort of the this mid-century, the wood ones in the living room. But I feel like she needs like some more club chairs or something like comfier. Because she's got, she's got more room in her living room. Like, why not take advantage of it?
2: Yeah, I don't want to come over there and sit in that uncomfortable chair.
3: I can guarantee you if, like, 75% of my friends went to go sit in one of those chairs, they would sit in it sideways, completely wrong, drape their legs over it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's just how, like, an adult would go to sit in that chair. I do think a more, she's got plenty of room to put a club chair. I mean, it looks like she could fit, like, a, a nice 30 by 34 inch, that's a, Pretty generously scaled chair that she could probably fit there. I'm just going off of this based on size of other pieces. You know, it could, that could be a tiny 18 by 18 replica chair from somewhere online. But I think that she's probably got room to do bigger chairs and I think it would make the living room. And maybe she
0: could move those chairs, these sort of like very swanky looking wood ones, to on either side of the console that you're talking about. And then she can pull them up into the living space if she has friends over, but she's got something a little comfier for like reading or whatever she's doing in here.
3: I love auxiliary chairs flanking a console. I think it's just a nice, it looks good. It gives you a bigger area to expand the size of the art that you're going to put over the console or sideboard. And then you can just, you know, they get tucked around other places.
0: You can never have too many chairs. I mean, what, what is more practical than a chair? Jenna, thank you so much for sending in your question and for sharing your space with us and for listening to the show. You have an amazing apartment and you have like lots of great, great base pieces. You just got to do a little finessing. It sounds like.
3: Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. Heather, tell us about your upcoming shows because we have not talked about that and all the many exciting projects that you are working on that we should look forward to you know what?
2: I'm hustling. Let's just put it that way. So I'm hopefully going to be able to go back out on the road uh, to finish up the, I named my first tour, the farewell tour in case it was my first and last and then COVID hit. So it kind of feels like it's in the farewell, but hopefully I'm going to go back out on the road in August. So everybody look for an announcement in the next couple of weeks when we put tickets back on sale. And then you can always listen to my podcast, Absolutely Not Podcast. And the other stuff, I I don't know if I can be loose lipped or or I got to be tied up about it. So just, just you know what, look to the horizon and you'll see. I'll let you'll be the first people to know as soon as I can announce the other stuff. But I'm just excited to be wa- working and kind of feels like we're we're coming out on the other side. So I'm excited to get back out on the road.
0: And obviously follow your Instagram so that they can see updates. Yeah. And follow me at Heather K McMahon on Instagram. All right, Jared, where can everyone find and follow you?
3: We are on Instagram at Jared Hughes Design really creative, but J-A-R-E-D Hughes H-U-G-H-E-S. Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: for having us. Y'all have a good one. Thanks so much.